Welcome to this week's sermon from C3 Church Narara. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Ruth Browning. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net. Father, thank you for your anointing today. Speak to us, speak to our hearts. Help us to listen and be obedient to your word. Amen. Praise God. God bless you, everyone. You may be seated. What fun to have all you children here. This is great. Yay. You've been so good. It's amazing. Very good. I hope you all gave, have you given mum Mother's Day presents yet? No, yes, yes, at least a hug, I hope. All right, well, I won't preach for too long, guys, because I don't want you all to, you know, struggle. But you've done such a great job. Malachi on guitar. How, how good is Malachi? And Ruthie, I'm so proud of these guys. You should see they practice so hard and they do such a great job in the band. So we're so excited to have you all in. Yeah, and we've got Anthony there. He plays drums for us. So it's very, very exciting. Praise the Lord. So we are in a series about true temples. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6, 19, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? It says the same thing again in 1 Corinthians 3.16, except the you, English has a problem with you, doesn't it? 1 Corinthians 3.16, do you not know that you, use, you plural, are a temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? So both individually and corporately, we are a temple. It's incredible. Now, just to the mums for a moment, do you remember that feeling when you found out you were pregnant? When you first, when you, when you get the test back and you're like, hang on, what? And, and first of all, if you haven't done it before, like, what does it mean? What lines, is that mean I am pregnant or I am pregnant? I can't remember because my brain's suddenly going crazy and then, you, you know, you remember. Okay, I can't remember now, but the lines mean I'm pregnant or whatever. Two lines, okay, thank you, you're a little bit closer to it than me. Two lines, I'm pregnant. And just that sense of wonder. Are you kidding me? There is a human being inside of my womb. What a miracle and what a privilege that us women have. And you just, I just remember this sense of, oh, 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 and just, just the future that was in my womb. Now I see that future, you know. I see these amazing children that the Lord has given me, but they began inside of me. How amazing is God? What a way to enter the world through a woman. Isn't it incredible? All you children. Do you like the thought of that, Naomi? You were once inside your mum. Yeah? She's good with that. She's good with that. I'm glad. So the Bible says that we are temples of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit lives in all of us, men included. <laughs> that is equally and in some ways even more incredible. I it actually blows my mind. I think we just say, oh, yeah, you know, the Holy Spirit's inside of me. We're a temple of the Holy Spirit. I'm like, wait, what? What? When we ask Jesus into our heart, you know, because Jesus and the Holy Spirit and God, guys, they're all one. He is inside of me. 
it's just, I, I, I think it's so enormous that I don't think we actually can think about it really. I don't think we understand it because that's God. How can God possibly be inside of me? How is that possible? How, why would he do that? I mean, you know, I don't look too bad at my age. <laughs> I'm not going to say what, but, you know, I'm over 50. And, the, I mean, this is the temple that the Lord wants to live in? You know what I'm saying? I mean, apart from the fact of my body, obviously it's my spirit that he lives in. But how incredible that God would, would do that and would humble himself. And what does that mean? I, I just, I, I'm sorry, I, I can't. I could just stay there and just say I don't understand for the whole message, but you'll all get bored. But let me just, you know, who lives with someone? All right, we all, most of us probably, hopefully, live with someone else. It's okay if you live alone, but we possibly do. And when you live with someone, you're so aware of their presence, aren't you? <laughs> Chris can sense, he can sense something coming. But when you live with someone, you just... There's like this presence in the house, isn't there? So when you live with my husband, Christopher Brown, it's a very loud presence. It's a very busy presence. We have wooden stairs. And people comment sometimes if they happen to be upstairs or downstairs and Chris goes from one to the other because they're just like, whoa, listen to that. What is that? I heard it. You've got how many people just came up and down the stairs? Because Chris just treads heavily. Like bang, 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 all the way up. And, you know, and then he gets on the phone and the whole house, I'm sorry if you think your conversations are private, but, I mean, everywhere, he, it's like, and sometimes go, babe, you, you, you're really speaking loudly. Just, just tone it down a little bit. It's okay, you know? So everyone has a sense. You have, Chris's presence, I would describe it as, loud and busy and fun. It's just there's a loudness about it. You know what I'm saying? Now Ruthie, come here. Do you live with you live with I know who you live with, so you live with a lot of people. Now tell me what is it like living in your family? What is the presence of your dad like? How would you describe it? Um, when I play the iPad he says get off and then I then I um, play a bit more and then I get off and then he says, get off and then I get off. And so are you saying that your dad is in control of your iPad usage? So, okay, so your dad is, is, a, con is a controlling father. Okay. <laughs> Not really, but come on, Naomi, tell me, what is it like living with your mum? What is her presence like in the house? Um, it's fun. Crazy or is it sweet? Or? It's sweet and Fun. Okay. Sweet and fun. I said those words. So any other words? Kind. Oh, there you go. That, that's good. I'm not leading the witness there, so that's good. <laughs> okay, come on, Malachi. Come on, Malachi. Tell me, what is it? Look at these people. These are the, all the people that you live with. What is the presence like living with them? What is it like to have them in your very home? Crazy. Really? <laughs> There's a sense of craziness in your home? Am I allowed to ask why? I do not know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There's just a sense of presence. Come on, let's ask somebody else. Who, who else can we ask? Do you want to come, you come and tell me what it's like living in your home? What is it like living with your mum and your dad and your sister? Um, and brother, um, I'm always chasing my sister for the TV remote. 
Right, so there's like competition in your home. Uh-huh. Okay, all right. What about you, Leilani? Matilda, sorry. What's it like living in your home? What's the presence of, say, your dad like in your home? Um, he's very stern and he gives nice hugs. Stern and what? Gives nice hugs. Stern and hugging. I like the combination. Yeah, that's, that's a good balance there. Nice balance. Thanks, Matilda. So, okay, I'm sure we all have different experiences with the presence of the people in our home. I've lived with a few different people. Keelan is extremely quiet most of the time in his bedroom, which is what a lot of teenagers are like. And then he is starving hungry. And he, he comes down and he's weak with hunger, but he won't make food for himself. So I say, make some food. He's like, no, I can't, I can't, I can't make any food. I'm like, yes, you can. So he's either quiet or hungry. I, Justin lived with us for a while before he, he married Bethany, and he was kind, and he always did the washing up. He was just this, this presence. There was this presence of kindness and he didn't like any fruit being left out. I just wanted to put that out there. So, yes. Bethany, of course, I've lived with. And she was very, lots of chit-chat. Lots and lots and lots of chat. And lots of excitement. There's always something exciting or amazing happening. And we're just always talking about it. So, let's just think for a minute. We live with different people. We live with the Holy Spirit. He is in us. Are we aware of his presence? If he's in us, what is he like in us? Because if you're aware of somebody's presence, we should be aware of the Holy Spirit. Or, or do we lock him up in the basement of our hearts and turn at the key and make sure he stays quiet in there? Because I think that's what happens sometimes. It's like, too busy. Sorry, can't talk to you. I'm too busy. I'm not aware of you because I'm racing around doing my own stuff. How shocking that we would do that to the Holy Spirit, to shut him down. He lives in us. He's with us. He wants to have an impact and he wants us to be aware of him. So, point one, that's introduction. Who knows what the first commandment is? Kids, does anyone know the first commandment? Or adults, this is a trick question. So tell me if you know. Yes, Lucas. Xander, was it Xander or Lucas I get you? Lucas, good, I got it right. Yes. Who, what's the first commandment? Well, that is, that is what most people would answer, and well done for knowing that. I'm very impressed that you know that, but actually that is not the first thing that God commanded us. Well, that is the, the, the main commandment. You're correct. It depends how you look at it. But I'm, 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 as I said, it's a, it's a, it's a trick question. It's actually the very first thing that God commanded people in Genesis 1.28. The first thing that he told us to do was be fruitful and multiply and sub- fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over every living thing. And when I read that, I thought of sharks, have dominion over sharks. So the commandment is actually technically have lots of children. And that's why we have our children's service today, because we do have lots of children. And may I encourage you, actually obey that commandment, have as many children as you can. Seriously. I'm not saying you have to have children. If you're not called to have children. But if you are having children, the Bible says multiply, have lots. 
Have a whole quiver full. Now, we've all got different quiver sizes. So if your quiver's happy with two, that's great, or three or four or five or six. But if you think you can have another one, have another one, okay? Because the Bible, it's a commandment. He says, be fruit, fill the earth. There's plenty of room. We've still got room out. You know, there's, there's room. There's still plenty of room. So that's actually the first thing, to be fruitful and have lots and lots of children, whatever you're comfortable with, but whatever works for you. But the command is also to bear fruit, not just actual children, but fruit of the Spirit. So bringing these two points together, the Holy Spirit's living in us. We're temples of the Holy Spirit. He wants to produce fruit in us. He wants to help us so that we are beautiful, fruitful, amazing people. And let's just let's just talk about that fruit for a minute. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. So that's the fruit that he wants. Imagine living, now imagine just living with a person who's doing that all the time. That, that's good. And the Holy Spirit wants that to come through us so that when we're living with people, whether they're loud or crazy or fun or quiet, doesn't really matter. But these things do. Passionate, wonderful love for one another. Overflowing joy. This is the result of having the Holy Spirit in us. This isn't something that we just have to switch on and it's impossible because the world's so bad. If he's in us, and he is, if we ask Jesus in our hearts, the Holy Spirit comes in, joy is going to come. Calm, gentle, sweet, peace, busy, helpful, kindness, genuine goodness, prevailing and strong faith and faithfulness. The word's actually faith. Humble, meek, reasonable gentleness. We don't lose our temper all the time. We're gentle and we're reasonable. The word gentle also means reasonable. So we listen to other people and we take on their opinions if they're right. And finally, inner control. Can I just say the Bible does not call it self-control. This was a struggle for me. I struggled with self-control because I didn't seem to have any. And it's because it's the only fruit that uses the word self and it is not in the Greek. There's no such thing as self-control for us Christians, as some of us might know. It's The word is in kratos, inner power. The word is empowerment. That's what it should be. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and empowerment, power on the inside. So we actually have power from God so that we can say no to those things we're meant to say no to. So that's what it is, which is encouraging And that's the way God wants us to be. Holy Spirit wants to move through us so that we are beautiful. Who who can tell me what fruit tastes like? Who likes fruit? Kids, if you like fruit, put your hand up. What's your favourite fruit? What's that? Apple? Banana? Mango. Come on, favourite fruit? Matilda? Passion fruit? Up the back there. What's... Watermelon, of course. Oh, what, what's your favourite fruit? Banana. Passion fruit again. So f- what we love fruit because fruit is tasty and sweet, isn't it? It's just nice. It's not, you're not usually so hard to get kids to eat their fruit. Now listen, when people come up to us, the Holy Spirit's moving through us, that fruit is coming out of us. We should be tasty. 
People should enjoy us because we are full of all these beautiful qualities. And that is going to happen if we allow the Holy Spirit to move through us. It's not going to happen if we lock him up in the basement or if we haven't got him in our life. So he wants us to be tasty and beautiful and kind to one another. Number two, we want real fruit, real spiritual fruit. Not fake fruit, but real fruit that grows. Now, as a mum, I just want to talk to you mums for a moment again. Mother's Day, you might be able to sort of put it on a little bit when we're outside, but at home your kids will see who we really are, won't they? You can't fake patience for the entire time you're raising a child. If you're impatient, they know about it. If you have your problems, they know about it. I mean, who knows? I have a friend who said that when she gets really angry, she locks herself in the room. She's just like, right, I'm out of here. Okay. Now, I don't know if this, any of this has ever happened to you, but there are just, maybe if your kids are little, very little, you don't know about this, but there are times when children can be annoying, or at least my children were, I'm sure. I don't know about Sarah. Your children look like they were never annoying, but my, no, never? <laughs> a few more years. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I used to say, I used to say, if I was really angry, but I didn't want to overreact or react wrong, I just say, I used to say, go to your room like that and then just don't say anything don't do anything just send them away and then when they were in their room then I have to go and access the Holy Spirit okay God what do I do here (laughs) I don't know what to do but I I never tried to react straight away just send them away I had one time I think I was thinking about one of the craziest situations I had I think it was Bethany I'm not sure but we had one of those old-fashioned stoves you know the old it wasn't sort of a it wasn't locked into the wall. It was sort of an old one. And on top of the stove was some soup. And I was, it was a very small kitchen, our first little house in Arawara. And, uh, and on opposite, I was cooking some cookies. And I had some flour and all sorts of stuff on the other side. And one of the children decided to climb up the stove. And I think it was Bethany because Bethany used to climb up everything. So it was probably Bethany. She decided to climb on top of the stove. Why would a child want to do that? I don't know. But all you mothers understand why this happens sometimes. However, stoves are not really designed to be climbed up. Bethany was a brilliant climber. She could climb up anything. Um, so was Hudson, actually. He used to climb up pipes on walls. But, um, <laughs> but Bethany, I think it was Bethany. Was it, do you guys remember who it was? Do you remember this incident? It's seared into my brain. But Bethany climbed up the stove. I was in another room, briefly, and I heard the biggest crash and scream that I, I just, I thought the walls of the house had fallen down. And I just, I heard this enormous crash. I went running in to the kitchen and I saw a mess that was beyond all messes. I, I could not, it was next level. It was just, I was just like, it's impossible that such a thing has happened in my kitchen. The stove fell over. It fell over with the soup on it. So the soup went flying up all across the ceiling and the windows of the house. The child went flying across as well. And the child or the, or the I don't know who, but hit all my cooking that was on the other thing because it was quite close. It was a small kitchen. And it got the flat, it banged on the, the there's a bowl of flour that got banged. And that went kazoosh. So the flour and the soup were flying through the air and, I, and, and it was noisy and screaming and, and there was a child, I had to find the, fish the child out from under the stove, but there was still flour and I'm just like, 
what happened? Like, I couldn't believe, I was just, I just remember going, this is impossible. I, it was like a, a soup flour bomb went off in my kitchen and there was screaming and there was this, the stove and it was just the biggest mess I've ever seen in my whole life. And anyway, I mean, I got the child out from under the stove and they're still alive, yes. And I managed to keep them all alive up till now. So <laughs> another time, speaking about keeping them alive, I remember another time I was driving along and I saw... Um, these kids, you know how kids are just really stupid sometimes? These kids were climbing at the top of the trees. There's these great big trees outside Lizero Primary, big trees. And underneath at that time, there was just a massive lantana. It was just a big pile of lantana. And I saw these stupid children jumping from the trees into the lantana. And the lantana was acting like some kind of, I don't know, cushion. Yeah, but it's lantana. It actually had spikes. And I was driving past and I just went... Look at those stupid children jumping out of those trees into the lantana. How ridiculous. And then I went, that's my son. That's Hudson. And you know what I did like a good mother? I just kept driving. I just kept, I thought, I'm out of here. I'm not, I just kept driving because it comes a time when you just have to give up. And I just, I just kept driving. Came home. How was your day? Good. You seem to be covered in scratches. Oh, yeah, you know, a bit of lantana jumping. I'm like, okay, whatever. But I tell you these stories because there are times, they're kind of fun, but there are times when you could lose your temper or lose it. And we have to learn how to allow the Holy Spirit to give us the right response. How do we respond? Do we respond with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness? Not always. But I want to say this to you, mums and dads, but it's Mother's Day. So I know there are times that you didn't respond well. I, I could have told those stories. I don't think I will. I've, I've locked them away. I know that we all have times we don't respond well. But what I do want to say is congratulations for the hundreds, the thousands of times that your response was beautiful, that your response was right. I know about the other times. I'm a mum. <laughs> but there were thousands of times when you got it right. And so well done, mums, because I'm sure you've all got stories equally as weird and I could give you more, many, many, many more. But we have to respond constantly and we have to respond right. How do we do it? So we finish on this great point. Galatians 5.25, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. If we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit. So He is in us. And if we live in Him, He will prompt us and show us every day how to walk with Him. He'll just, there'll be times you go, just, just wait. Don't say anything. There'll be times you go to yell. And the Holy Spirit says, no, no, no. And if you listen to those gentle promptings, you just... Sometimes we need to take a moment, just take a moment. Holy Spirit, what, how, what do I do here? How do I show forth fruit and not the lust of the flesh, which is, you know, anger and all sorts of ugly things. I won't even read them now. How do we make sure that that's our response? We make sure by being aware that he's in us and walking with him and listening, listening to him, allowing our responses to be right. Are we going to complain? Oh, typical. Or... No, I'm, I'm going to have peace. It'll be fine. It'll work out. Are we going to lose our temper? Or, hmm, no. We can't do it on our own. We will lose it. 
especially if you've, as mums and dads, we will lose it eventually. But if we walk in the spirit, we will get results. It's fruit. It's fruit. Guess what? Trees don't try that hard. They just stay planted in good soil with good nutrients and they look up to God with their arms and pray with the soil, the word of God, the rain and the soil and that grows naturally. Isn't that wonderful? So if we will just stay in God, stay in prayer, stay in the word, it will grow. It may take a bit of time. Some fruit trees take a few years before they grow. So some things take longer than others, but the fruit will grow. We don't have to put it on. We don't have to act. We have to just trust and listen, walk with the Holy Spirit, and that fruit will come, and we will be beautiful, beautiful people. Hallelujah. So as true temples of the Holy Spirit, let him be Lord of your life. Allow him to move in us and let us follow. Let us yield. Let us walk with him and let us be fruitful. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, thank you that you have given us this incredible privilege of being temples of your Holy Spirit. And I pray today, Father, that we would be determined to walk with you, to follow you, Holy Spirit, to yield to you to listen to you, to wait for you. I pray, Father, everyone in the church, why don't you put your hands on your heart, everyone? Everyone put your hands on your heart. Children, put your hands on your heart like that. Thank you, Jesus. You live in our hearts. Help us to obey you. right now, if there's anyone who hasn't asked Jesus truly, if you really haven't asked him in your heart, if you haven't, if he's not the Lord of your life, I want you to say yes to God right now. I want you to say, yes, God, be Lord of my life. Come into my heart right now. Forgive me for all my sins. Help me to follow you. Ask him in. Just say yes. Let him be Lord. It's great. Yes, Lord. Say it now between you and God. Say yes. You are Lord. I ask you into my heart. I ask to be born again. Forgive me now. We hope you've enjoyed this week's sermon. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net.
Jesus, Jesus.